Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Wyndham. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. The cost of food for Canadians is lurching constantly upward. And uh, our guest will tell us, I'm sure, that Canada's cross-border trucker vaccine mandate is causing concern about reliable delivery of, get this, $21 billion in annual agri-food products from the United States. The U.S. cross-border trucker vaccine mandate uh, from the United States perspective is scheduled for next Saturday. Ours went into effect uh, yesterday, and you heard truckers on this program. We're joined by Professor Sylvain Charlebois, Director of the Agri-Foods Analytics Laboratory and Professor at Dalhousie University. Professor Charlebois, how are you? Good, Roy. How are you? I'm, I'm fine. I should have asked, where are you? <laughs> I'm actually in Tampa Bay, Florida. I'm actually a visiting scholar at the University of South Florida for, uh, for the next uh, few weeks, working on, guess what? Supply chain efficiencies. <laughs> That's why. As you know, Roy, this time of year, Canada buys a lot of food from Florida. And so uh, so we do need that uh, that border to make sure that Canadians actually have access to, to some great products from, uh, from down south. Yeah. You're also in a grocery store, right? Uh, I, I was at a few grocery stores uh, over the week, and uh, shelves are full. Uh, and frankly, some of the retailers here do a really good job offering some great products. I, I'm always impressed when I travel to see the variety and the quality of some of the products that uh, that people have access to, including in Canada. I mean, Canada is always outstanding, but I've 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 received a lot of reports from different people across the country. They're starting to see, unfortunately, empty shelves. Yeah, that's across the nation. Yeah, we've we've heard that as well. Now, so so Canada imports, and these are your numbers, I believe, twenty one billion dollars annually in agri-food products that, that's from... U.S. dollars, by the way. Well, U.S. dollars, US. okay. Yeah. yeah. So that's agri-food products from the United States. So how much, if we can just start with this, how much stress, because of the cross-border trucker mandate, is that, um, is that delivery system under and in a, in a just in a, in a uh, surveillance manner? Can you give us an idea of how it's going to impact on Canada and Canadians? I have more specific questions for you, but just in an overview... Yeah, absolutely. So uh, I'll tell you what we know. Uh, so we do import for well over $21 billion U.S. Uh, worth of food every year. 70% of that actually will go through the border on wheels with a driver. We do know that anywhere between eight to 16,000 Canadian truck drivers uh, will be impacted by the vaccine mandate because uh, they're not vaccinated. And uh, we do know that 125,000 American truck drivers will be impacted also by the vaccine mandate. Uh, and so this is, of course, on both sides. Uh, Canada happened yesterday on January 15th. Uh, the American vaccine mandate will start uh, on January 2nd. Now, we're still wondering whether it, it will it will actually be enforced because there's some challenges, core challenges there. But uh, we do believe that they will actually 
they will proceed with the vaccine mandate. This is what we know. Now, as far as access goes, it's hard to believe that uh, that that they won't be any disturbance. And of course, on top of that, you need oversight. You need to ask more questions to drivers. You have to make sure that drivers are in compliance. And that tends to cost more money. It tends to actually take more time at the border. And time is not a good friend to food distribution because you could end up wasting more food as they wait uh, on trucks and things like that. So Absolutely. Those are those are certainly things that are concerning for many, many people. Yeah. So 60 to 70 percent, you say, of food imported into Canada from the United States arrives by truck. 60 to 70 percent. So if we have and the number is anywhere from, I think, from 10 to 16,000 dollars or 10 to 16,000 Canadian truckers will not be crossing the border. Uh, any longer because they're unvaccinated. Americans can't enter the Canada already if they're unvaccinated, American drivers, as of yesterday. So there's no way with those numbers in place that we cannot, that, that we're not going to be affected, that our shelves will not be affected. It's, those numbers simply say there's going to be less available. The other thing, Roy, that we keep in mind is that we are uh, in the middle of January, yeah. uh, a period yeah. uh, when we actually import a lot more food from the U.S. because our agriculture is on break right now. So we're not producing as much, so we are highly reliant on, on, on the Americans. Uh, a lot of people have said, well, this is all about reciprocity because the Americans are going to be doing the same thing. Well, actually, yes, but stakes are much higher on our side because of the fact that we're in the middle of the winter and because truckers don't have as many options. Here in the U.S., I mean, I'm in Florida, I can tell you, you talk to trucking companies, they have options. They can go to Mexico, they can go to other places, they can find new routes. In Canada, we're way more dependent. And the other thing, of course, that we need to keep in mind for our food industry in Canada is Omicron. Omicron has disabled our food industry, uh, has as you see in grocery stores, lots of empty shelves, that's due to the fact that Omicron has slowed things way, way down. It's much tougher to operate. So adding, so basically uh, implementing this first measure at the border, the first measure since the start of the pandemic, is really playing with fire. Yeah, there's a lot of moving parts here, and included as well is... Migrant farm workers are going to have difficulty, or already having difficulty, getting into Canada or planning to come into Canada. That's another factor, is it not? Another policy-induced uh, problem, I guess, is this uh, is this situation you just mentioned. Uh, so until February 1st, there is a ban uh, on foreign, uh, uh, foreign workers working on farms. A lot of, I believe there are over 200 farmers uh, who cannot get foreign workers uh, in because of a ban, a temporary ban until February 1st. That's going to be, uh, of course, a problem, uh, especially in southern Ontario, where where uh, some of the production is highly intensive this time of year in preparation for, uh, for say, cucumber production, tomato production. I mean, a lot of, a lot of things have to happen uh, beforehand, some of these operations are very, very labor-intensive. You need people, and if you don't have the people, enough people, uh, you'll you'll start the harvesting season uh, or the season, the growing season, very late in the game. Yeah. And that's going to be a huge problem later. This is one of the things that we should go back to, I guess, Professor Charlebois. Before we talk about anything else, like the mandate, like the uh, supply chain, food was going to go up anyway. 
That's right. So in December, uh, you may recall, Roy, that we uh, released uh, Canada's Food Price Report with uh, the University of Guelph, University of Saskatchewan, and uh, University of British Columbia, and we were expecting food prices to go uh, to uh, rise uh, by as much as seven percent for 2022. So about a thousand bucks more for the entire year for for an average family of four. Uh, we were expecting uh, some variants to uh, disrupt the food supply chain, of course, and and this is a global phenomena. This is not just a Canadian phenomena. So we're we we are expecting the entire global food supply chain to be messy, to remain messy for a while. Uh, the problem, of course, it's always hard to predict how governments will react to risks <laughs> or how governments will choose how to manage risks uh, related to uh, the pandemic. And so this is one example, uh, a policy that could actually uh, impact our food access, which is very much part of our nation's food security agenda. Let's talk about that. And will you tell us, please, what food security is? How do we define food security? If we know that shelves are going to have less food on them, if we know the prices are going up, what is food security? Yeah, so uh, so it's defined in many different ways, but this is the way I define it. Uh, very simply, there are three access to food security. Safety, access, and affordability. So safety, uh, I would say that right now nothing has been compromised. In fact, Canada is probably one of the leading nations in the world when it comes to uh, providing safe food to its citizens. Uh, Canada's always ranked... Uh, uh, as a top-tier country. So I'm not too concerned about that. Although, because of supply chain woes, uh, things have slowed down. You, people may have noticed that uh, products aren't as fresh as they used to. So uh, instead of hoarding food right now, you may want to do the opposite. Buy for the next two, three days. You won't waste as much. So that's one thing. Second, access. Food access is part of food security. And this uh, border control will likely impact access. And if you impact, if you uh, tweak access or if access is affected, it will affect the third layer of food security, which is affordability. (laughs) Uh, We all know what's going on with food prices the last few years, uh, and we want to make sure that food remains affordable to Canadians. Uh, right now, food affordability in Canada is not, we're not doing well. In fact, in 2020, we were 18th in the world. We're down to 24th. And because of what's happening right now, my guess is that Canada could actually drop in real rankings when it comes, when it comes to food affordability. So, in a nutshell, that's what food security is. Okay, so now, so we're compromising our access to readily available food, affordable food, by government policies. I mean, the, the government policies are going to compromise our access to food and price. We know that. Uh, but let me just come back to the issue of vaccine mandates. I just have this thought. So we have the one of the border now for Canadian drivers returning from the United States. We all, It also affects American drivers who would come into Canada who aren't vaccinated. But We've seen where vaccine mandates, the government's laid down, like the province of Quebec, was had a vaccine mandate cast in stone for healthcare workers, and then they did away with it. Yeah, I uh, healthcare of all sectors. Of all sectors. I, I, uh, Roy, to be honest, I, I can't really comment on vaccines because it's not really my area of expertise. But what I can tell you from a food access, food distribution perspective, given the fact that we're in the middle of January, 
given the fact, given how Omicron has impacted the entire food economy, uh, and, and because food inflation is already a problem in Canada, uh, I would say that right now the vaccine mandate at border is ill-timed. That's that. That would be the re- my reading of the situation, and it would be prudent for Ottawa to wait a few months until we're over that Omicron wrath, and and of course over that that winter season uh, when when our food system is way more vulnerable. Yeah, timing timing is everything, is it not? I mean, we, we, it's a cliche, but it but it's true. Something that you and I talked about off the air, and and you mentioned to me that. While the United States imports, and this is important, the United States imports raw ingredients from Canada, Canada, in turn, imports fully produced foods from the United States. So that's another factor in all of this. That's right. So the one thing that uh, perhaps your listeners may want to keep in mind is that uh, most of the larger companies will will probably be fine with the mandate because they probably operate their own fleets. And they make sure that their truckers are vaccinated already. Uh, we have to think about the smaller and medium-sized businesses, family-owned businesses out there, processors uh, that do buy products, uh, uh, ingredients uh, from the U.S. or from Canada, vice versa, and also independent grocers on both sides of the borders that will be impacted by by the vaccine mandate, uh, just because they don't operate their own fleets and they're they're really not huge customers for transportation companies and and if you're if you're a transportation company and you have to you're forced to pick to 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 pick your your most favorite customers you're going to pick your a customers not your b's and c's yeah that's really what business is all about across the supply chain so i suspect but the at the end of the day if you actually take away food from a market Obviously, everyone is going to be impacted, and prices are going to go up regardless which company is impacted by the vaccine mandate. Okay, we have about 30 seconds, Professor Charlebois. If there are, I don't want to use the word deals, but if there's reasonable price, if, if certain foods, certain supplies are going to be reasonably priced, where will we find those? Uh, with the vaccine mandate, you mean? Um, well, just at the grocery store. I, I, where, where, what shelf do we go to to get reasonably priced food? <laughs> well, I mean, deals right now, like rice, is actually much cheaper than it used to. Uh, vegetables are still reasonably priced, but again, of course, with the vaccine mandate, that may change. I would say if you uh, if you're very if you're a careful shopper in the periphery of the store, the fresh stuff. Uh, if you go to more than one store, you should be fine okay. with strategy. Okay. At the center of the store, things may get tricky. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.